uh, <laughs> dropping a little Olivia Rodrigo. On I, me. dude, I'm telling you, bro, just come out, man. It's fine. <laughs> How do you know that? So it's been all over the radio, and I am uh, particularly obsessed with that song. I talk about it with Emma every day. Uh, that song is my proof that all the music these days is written by AI and computers. <laughs> There is not there is no reason or there is no way Olivia Rodrigo sat down with a guitar or a piano and wrote that song. It just didn't happen ever. There's no way a human wrote that. I'm glad you said that. There's no way a human and then no. song of the year. There's nothing that, melodic that, about it. There's no music there. It's literally written by a machine. That is a song written by a machine and this Olivia Rodrigo who uh, was born in Bred and raised through the Disney farm, uh, she came through the system that they create all these creatures out at, over at the Disney, uh, you know, studios, and they just churn out this music and say, "Here you go, Olivia. You're gonna sing it this way now. This is how you perform it, and now you're gonna do this video, and you're gonna be a star." It's crazy. You're it's, gonna win a VMA. That song, I'm obsessed with. I'm, I've heard it numerous times on the radio, and I keep telling Emma, no human wrote that song. That's a terrible song, first of all. It's terrible. It's there's act- no feeling. It, there's no, no like, there's relatability. Nothing. There's not, there's, I can't even, there's not even like a guitar solo or anything. No. <laughs> like, I miss, Dude, I miss yeah. guitar solos, I'm not going to lie. But no, I am really, that song, I'm glad you picked it. I really am. Uh, I, I've almost been waiting for it as we've uh, kind of, you know, here's gone the problem the with catalog. the female artist. You're trying to shove this down her throat. Dude, nobody had to do anything with Janice Chaplin. Another piece of my heart, man. You felt it, whether you were a man or a woman. You know? Like, that was like, okay, song of the year, gotcha. You know? I like any uh, song that I can genuinely hear and think in my head that there is a uh, stripped-down, skinny version of this somewhere in the world, in the universe, where this person was there with their musical instrument of choice, and they belted out the original creation of this <clears throat> idea. Good call. Good call. Yeah. There is somewhere within this beast, because then when you bring that idea, after you've presented it to other musicians and producers, you bring in all these writers, and every song that hits the mainstream, you have these massive teams of individuals. Go look at the writing credits for any song that you've heard on the radio over the last 30 years. There, it's incredible how many people are involved within the studio, just in the writing process and the recreation of the idea. You bring that idea into the studio, it's never your idea again, right? The system creates it, but I, I think we're long past that, and these pop stars that are getting these awards over at the MTV uh, VMAs there, you know, Olivia Rodrigo, she walked into this cheaply purchased production crew and they put together their little album and she's going to be up for an award for vampire she stands no chance against the production crew that used their advanced ai system to create whatever the hell taylor swift threw out this past year you got no chance man yeah. you know what i'm saying like the the teams behind the creation of the music these days you can just tell who paid more money than the others you know, I think about it because uh, Adam Carolla talked about it, and then I know a guy who went to a party. He got invited to this party that was, like, super rich people. Oh, and, yeah, uh, man. The Offspring played at the party. 
Really? They had like three bands from you know that from like early two thousands, late nineties. I'm and, assuming uh, one of them wasn't Smash Mouth. Our con- uh, <laughs> our condolences to the the band, my man. Hey, I I dig a little uh, Smash Mouth. They make me smile when they come on the radio. So you know, deep cut. But I'm not uh, what, blame the this, what, what the guy saying? You've heard uh, Adam Carolla say the same thing. The guy, the guy I know, he said he goes to this party and Offspring, just no no introduction, no nothing. They just kind of walk onto the stage and just start rocking out. Like they're playing to a fifty thousand person arena, you know. And he goes, but people are kind of just part, you know. Like half the crowd isn't even noticing them, you know what I mean? But these guys are just rocking so hard, and like they're rocking songs from twenty, thirty years ago, you know. And th- like as if it's just the greatest thing. And my whole point to that is, is a, in twenty years, is Olivia Rodrigo just going to show up at a party where nobody's really paying attention and just rock out Vampire because she really loves the song? You know? No, no, she'll be hanging out in her infinity pool in Beverly Hills, watching the sunset right after she filmed her OnlyFans. You know, she'll she'll be yeah. fine. She'll or, be or she'll have a spot on uh, America's Got Talent, judging other people's <laughs> talent. Dude, can we take a moment to reflect on what the fuck is America's Got Talent? Like, what uh, is dude. happening on this show? How do you win <laughs> awards? Who's judging what? How does, like, <laughs> the guitar guy stack up with the dude balancing the plates and the guy jumping through fire and the other guy hanging from the ceiling with his mouth? Like, this is, who? And why is it that every person who judges has or does currently suck dick? <laughs> I don't, like, there's... You know what I mean? There's not one straight guy on this panel. I like how it's uh, Terry Crews. Isn't he like the main, the main dude? <laughs> Didn't he come out as pansexual or something? <laughs> I gotta tell you, I've uh, completely lost track of all the, all the versions of the the, the gender spectrum. It, it got so vast that I decided I completely give up. And, uh... Oh, yeah. Dude, when you have a category for Wayne Brady that's not gay... All right, what's going <laughs> on here? <laughs> if he's not a G or a B, listen, you guys have gone way too inclusive with these fucking groups. <laughs> Wait, Wayne Brady's not or gay? Way too exclusive. I really thought, thought he was, dude. No, did you hear he came out as, like... I don't forget what he came out as. You're right. I was no. like, I, think I was was like so- no, dude, this dude is a G. I don't know what the rest of these letters... I don't, I'm don't. i not sure about all your letters here, but I know a G when I see a G. I think I could spot Wayne a G. Wayne Brainy is a G. He kind of looks like a G, uh, no doubt. I, think you're I know right. he's a G because he's never smelled like a P in his life. So, <laughs> I've already... Uh, I have no idea what we're talking about, so I'm going to keep rolling uh, <laughs> past those letters. <laughs> I only know what a BLT smells like. It's delicious. <laughs> That's right. So uh, <laughs> with this BLT sandwich, uh, I, I am intrigued. Did Wayne Brady actually come out? I'm guessing he did some sort of bi-gender, multi-pan sandwich. Yeah, he's uh, like, kind I think of... he came out as pansexual. All right. How about panini? That sounds a little bit more appetizing. Yeah, yeah. He revealed he is pansexual, <laughs> meaning he can have sexual, romantic, or emotional attractions to someone regardless of their gender. Yeah, that used to be gay. <laughs> you know when it comes to me and everybody's gender, I'm pan, don't give a fuck. I actually really don't care about any of your genders or anything. <laughs> I don't care what you prefer. 
You know, it's crazy. Like, we used to live in a world when, like, uh, you just never discussed what you were into sexually. Like, we used to live thing. in a world where, like, you put a dick in your ass, you're gay. <laughs> I, I was working years ago, 20 years ago at a library, and there was a gentleman who uh, would dress like a, a female on the weekends, and everybody knew him as the gentleman who dressed up as the female on the weekends that was it there was nothing else to it man it wasn't any uh deal nobody cared he didn't have to introduce himself in certain ways just working doing his thing but on the weekends he did his other thing and it didn't matter because the rest of us did our other things on the weekends so (laughs) you know when we got back to work it was just back to work man i didn't care what the guy did on the weekends or what he dressed as or who he was fucking (laughs) like nobody used to talk about this stuff man we used to never talk about who we were fucking yeah, I'm going to read you this article here. Uh, 28 celebrities who have come out as pansexual. So let me just read a few of them, and I'm going to see if you notice a trend amongst them. First one, Janelle Monet. <laughs> yeah, Rose, continue. formerly known as Angel Hayes. <laughs> Young Blood. Oh. Jazz Jennings. Wow. Mae Whitman. Shocking. Cara Delevingne. Of course. Keisha. Oh, everybody knew Nico Tortolio Arello. God bless you. Jojo or Hoho Siwa? I don't know. Spanish? Yeah. I, I don't know if you know the trend here, but it seems like all you <laughs> actors that nobody fucking knows is coming out as pansexual so that you could end up on this People Magazine fucking article. I'm just so... Again, I, I can't get over this uh, obsession with... Um, you know, I'm going to make sure everybody knows... Uh, that when I'm thinking about sex, well, sometimes I'm not really thinking about sex. You know, like, okay. I know you've seen me fuck a woman, but I was thinking about a man. <laughs> Every once in a while, uh, Barack Obama writes me letters. All right, so we think about each other. <laughs> Don't believe me? Check out Tucker Carlson tomorrow. I believe he's interviewing the guy. <laughs> what, lad- what letter is for I only fuck chicks, but I like them to finger my asshole? Is that one of those... <laughs> Folks, this episode is for the kids. I want you to remind <laughs> to be reminded uh, oh, sh- that should I dress like a woman before I say this to make it okay? <laughs> I gotta tell you, our parents were not fans of the uh, dykes with tykes idea. Oh, uh, was that with uh, Dick Cheney? No, no, no. Remember our idea to oh. counter the uh, dykes with tykes? Tr- yes. tr- so trannies like, read books to the to no, the kids. No, I we said like that, dykes with tykes. You got the lesbos yes. teaching the young dudes how to be. Dudes. Not just any lesbos, though. We're looking for the biker lesbos, the no, tough, le- you know, no, lesbos no, no, of the nineties. Old school lesbos. We need the old school no, lesbos. They can frame a doorway, you know? We need a coalition of old school lesbos to get together, teach the young fellas of the modern era to, like, you know, build houses and ride motorcycles and go fishing. <laughs> do some we hunting. send them in after the trannies. <laughs> you perfect. Know, we need them to teach the young guys to do manly stuff. <laughs> to do manly stuff, Because yeah. none of the millennial men are doing that. You know, they're too busy dressing like women and teaching the men how to be women. They're dressing as drag queens and reading books. <laughs> <laughs> the the dykes with tykes is one of the best ideas ever. That's how that is literally like that's how the right should counter. <clears throat> I really like dykes with tykes, and uh, yeah, I was immediately drawn back to our original idea with uh, it was uh. 
you know, the what was it? Dick Cheney. Oh, the Dick and the Dick and Dyke Dick show. And Dyke oh, show. Awesome. Yeah, the Dick and Dyke show. Yeah. Where is the Dyke? So, uh, Dyke Cheney. <laughs> She's <laughs> Dyke, Dyke Cheney. I know where Dick is. <laughs> you can't lose a dick like that, you know. <laughs> no, that's a hard dick to shake. There's no time. <laughs> <laughs> Dyke Cheney, she's uh she totally dropped out of the limelight there, man. I mean, though I figured she was gonna flip parties and just run as a Democrat. I assume she probably will. Uh, you know what? You know Biden should do is run with a uh, you know Dyke Cheney as his VP. No, no way, dude. She's terrible. <laughs> I thought I don't know how you ended up being hated more than your father. Your father's probably the greatest war criminal to ever live in America. He's so hated while he was vice president. He was shot with a gun. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He shot a guy no, no, with a gun. No, he shot somebody else with a gun, yeah. That's how much of a dick he was. I don't know how I got that wrong. They were going Such to- a dick, his name is literally Dick. I mean, I this that. guy is one of the worst people on earth, and you became worse than him. Yes, absolutely. People hate you more than him. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, I, I don't understand why she was a hero for people on the left. It's, you know, it's the Trump derangement syndrome. We talked about it with Bill Maher. You're so instantaneously filled with rage, you're not even thinking straight. You don't even know who you support anymore. You're so enraged with the guy, you're like, I love Liz Cheney. (laughs) You're a liberal, you don't even know what you're saying. You're you're on this, you're so high on this Trump drug that you're in love with Liz Cheney. And like 10 seconds ago, all liberals hated anything that had the name Cheney behind it. That's how crazy Trump derangement syndrome is. <laughs> that is crazy. Cheney dude. is your hero. That's how much you hate this man. Dude, you had no, you had all of these fucking like old ladies who spent just decades watching Dr. Oz and hating the Cheneys, who then voted for Fetterman over Dr. Oz <laughs> and loved Liz Cheney. <laughs> I can't get over the Dr. Oz thing. Oh, no, Mike, uh, we know what the voters in Pennsylvania demanded. They demanded that you wheel this person in on a hospital bed, <laughs> and I will vote for them. But it wasn't just the people in Pennsylvania. It was even the people here that were talking about it. And I was like, man, how could you possibly look at Fetterman and then think that? I don't know. Dr. Oz, you all loved him. And then he, he put an R next to his name, and you hated him. Hated him. Didn't want to hear a word he had to say. That's a beautiful job by the elites of our society to convince two sides so toxically that the second this letter is associated to this human being, you must hate them now. And you will exercise your two minutes of hate on this individual every time their picture enters your telescreen. But then for Liz Cheney to be your hero... Yeah, dude, that's the most insane. To me, that is the power of the CIA. That's almost the CIA. That's like the dude at the CIA being like, watch this. I'm going to make Cheney their hero. And the (laughs) other guy's like, no way, no way. And then he's like, I bet you 50 bucks. I'll make them love Cheney. He's like, no, dude. And then the CIA was just, they did it. It was all a bet. It was like uh, trading places. No, but what's crazy is she, like, for anybody out there who's a Democrat, Liz Cheney stands for everything against you. 
You guys do not see eye to eye on anything in the world. Not one topic Ex- on the planet, dude. <laughs> Ex- except Trump is bad. Yeah. And so your allies. And that's you know what I mean? That is that is insane. There's so many things in this world more important than whether or not you think Trump is good or bad. I watched several episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher where he would discuss the two season long multi-episode event that was the Jan 6th committee that we all like to forget and he would talk about it and then he would mention Liz Cheney and everyone would applause Liz Cheney oh. like she was this grand hero. And Adam Kinzinger, don't forget him. Yeah, well, I like to forget him, that little Everybody that little nugget. Him. Yeah, he's, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the Might as well call him the writer's strike. He's forgotten. <laughs> you forgot, people. We forget every show. How's that new podcast everyone's listening to? Five, oh, five strike, strike force. Strike force five. <laughs> five finger Freddy. Sounds great. Oh, oh, it's Jimmy, and I thought you were talking about Jimmy Fallon, but oh. it's Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, oh my God, were you talking to Jimmy or Jimmy? Jimmy, Jimmy. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Stephen, is John Colbert sucking your dick under there? What's going on? Bring him out. Well, we all know John's not invited, and neither is Adam Carolla. Two guys, uh, not part of the club, I guess. All right, you know, they didn't want to diddle the kitties, I guess. Didn't diddle the kids. Yeah, they didn't go to exactly. Epstein Island. Yeah. Well, uh, I got a clip for you. I'm going to toss it out there. We did deviate quite a bit, but this is tangent with Mike and Frank, no doubt about it. Wow. Uh, and I, I, I clipped it just for you, a quickie but a goodie. The VMAs, the hot topic, my man, and we have been playing uh, at the intermissions here. Compliments of Mike's. Uh, studying of the current I'm nominees. obsessed with how bad it is. The current nominees, so we've been uh, perusing our way through the new tunes, and I have been shocking Mike with my uh, French-like awareness of the modern-day <laughs> music. Uh, either way, we got uh, breaking news. This is huge stuff. Carson Daly himself is breaking it to us, and he is very excited. And I just love playing. He's still alive. I love playing a little Carson Daly. We grew up with the Carson Daly over on the TRL. Oh. You remember the TRL. Total Request Live. Dude, what movie is it where they go ahead to the future? And Carson Daly's like still doing TRL. He's got like the white hair. I almost in the, the gut. <laughs> I almost think it was a music video that did that. Was it? No, it was a movie. I'm trying to think. Might have been. You know what's crazy is how ingrained into our culture at that time TRL was. Oh yeah, that was the thing. Like the youth was really locked into MTV back in the '90s. And uh, I know this is hard to grasp. We didn't have things like, you know, these retard devices we're constantly holding in our hands, the cell phones. No YouTube. All right, we didn't have the YouTube, and we didn't have the TikTok. We couldn't just drone away on these handheld delights. No, we had to uh, hang out with the members of our family and watch the TV. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. We had to watch the Terrible same type. channel together and talk about it. <laughs> Terrible time. Uh, if you had some siblings, you would have to agree on a channel and watch it together. <laughs> <laughs> now the oldest one got to pick. Well, you would fight it. Yeah, you'd fight it out, and the strongest survived. <laughs> That's how it worked.
Which is why I love reminiscing on the MTV and talking about the VMAs. I am tuning in. I am so excited for it. I can't wait for the pop infusion and to see all the beautiful satanic imagery that they want to just, you know, uh, infuse our uh, youth with, uh, which they always do at these award shows. But either way, all nonsense aside, the biggest news of these awards, my man, something old school is coming in. Next up, Diddy. This one's hot off the press. The MTV Music Awards just announcing that Sean Diddy Combs is set to receive this year's Global Icon Award. The hip-hop mogul earns his new title thanks to more than three decades in the music business. Two number one albums on the Billboard uh, 200. Five number one singles on Billboard Hot 100. That's not all. He's also nominated for four VMAs this year. They include two for best collaboration. Wow. Those VMAs will air live next Tuesday, the 12th of September. More details are at today.com. Will he perform? Yes, he's performing, too. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. All right. All right. yeah, we got some Diddy performing. He's getting the like this huge, grandiose celebration. Diddy, it's Diddy show. Diddy, yeah. Diddy, back in I my like day. Daddy, I like <laughs> Back in my day, he was Puff, Puff Daddy. <laughs> Puff Daddy. The problem with Diddy is you don't even know where that stems from. You know, it's so... Well, no, we all know. It was, it was Puff Daddy, then it was P. Diddy. P. Diddy. And then, yeah, we know. And then he but if you're, like, if you're not that old, dude, you just remember P. Diddy and then Diddy, you're like, what is that? What does the no, P stand for? Where did you enjoy, get the Diddy? I enjoy the process. I kind of like the explanation. Like, you kind of almost have to have a little knowledge on the history of, of our pop culture. See, right? see, I'm almost disappointed in the reporters. It should be Diddy, formerly known as P. Diddy, <laughs> the artist formerly known as Puff Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> they totally missed the boat, dude. I fucking love that. You're right on the money, man. I yes. mean, the guy's like a billionaire now. He deserves it, right? Yes, he totally deserves it. P. Diddy. And I don't know, you know, I'm a big fan of the conspiracy world and all uh, all the jazz with that. But I, I don't know much about P. Diddy. I've never actually dug into the, the Diddy man. I, you know, he's a big player in the industry. It's kind of weird how he was tied into... You know, notorious B.I.G. and the dude was taken out. You know, this could, could be some weird stuff involved there. And then he capitalized in a huge way. You could argue nobody knew Puff Daddy before they killed notorious B.I.G. You think so? I would say he quadrupled in fame the second the dude died and then Diddy or Puff Daddy released the album and it was all dedicated to him and the death and they had all the remixes and and then Puff Daddy and what was his name Mace you remember Mace everybody forgets no. Mace yeah Mace Mace was a big rapper back in those days uh on on the pop scene and he was in a couple uh, the uh, memorial stuff for <laughs> notorious BIG Mace Mace quit the game and became a preacher if I remember correctly, if I know my hip hop '90s history correctly, <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt you, man, but I totally forgot. First of all, I forgot the guy's name is Sean. Yeah, it's Sean Combs. His name is Sean Love Combs, also known by his stage names: Puff Daddy, Puffy, <laughs> P Diddy, <Yes>. or Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, Sean Love Combs, that's a cool name. 
Yeah, that's more of an R&B name. I don't like Sean, though, as much. Like, Love Combs. That would be R&B if he was R&B. He would have to be, like, a soul brother. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry, just brother. Love Combs. <laughs> then you could sell Combs. Yeah, I think that was too on the nose. I was thinking that, too, but uh, I don't know if, uh, you know. You know. Actor? What, what movies has he been? This, he's in. Him an actor. He has a great role in Get Him to the Greek. And I'm a huge fan great of. Great role. That is. Okay, a huge fan of Get Him to one. the Greek. That <laughs> oh, movie, that's a great role. That movie <laughs> is highly underrated. I'm a huge fan of that flick. I thoroughly <laughs> enjoy all. Like uh, Jonah Hill and uh, Russell Brand. Everybody in that movie totally nails it, including Sean P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Diddy matter. Combs. You know how many Jordans five black kids wear? <laughs> it's one of the best lines of the movie. Oh, so well, we're we're gonna celebrate Diddy at the VMAs. So, uh, Mike, I'm excited for both of us because we've been talking the VMAs all month. You've been uh, regaling us in all the fine tunes that they will be uh, enjoying at the festivities there, and I can't wait to check it out. You know, we'll talk about it in detail, no doubt, after it happens. It's on. The 12th, they said they're airing it. So that'll be after 9-11, never forget. So we uh, we have a lot to talk about next week. There's no doubt about it. We got to do a little Building 7 next week, correct? I guess we have no choice. I yeah, challenge you to... I'd like to go tit for tat maybe on a little uh, Building 7 action or maybe you know we can uh, hit each other uh, with a couple clippage on the 9-11. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got to stop doing the same clips, though, because I swear to God, I think we, uh, again, clipped the same clip today. Well, Recycle or uh, the internet is dead. It's dead internet theory, <laughs> and everybody's just getting the same information, and there's no other information available anymore. They've deleted it all. All right? No, I think it's more just... Uh, oh, did you even play the Diddy clip? Oh, we got to listen to the Diddy clip. Oh, we did the Diddy clip. That was it. Oh. That's it. Oh, okay. That was just a quick Diddy. It was well, a little. It case. was actually a little ditty, if you will. That's a, <laughs> just a little. Well, ditty. in that case, I'll be watching these awards just to see if they're wearing masks. Wow, huge move, and I've been dying to do it just because I. <laughs> oh, I, Dude, I swear to God, I think we clipped the same clip. Oh, do you have it? Do you I have, have Doctor Fauci talking about masks. Is is this on Is this on Merconish? Smirconish. Yes, okay, we got the, is it about yeah. two minutes and 45 seconds? Two minutes, 50 seconds? Oh, so you did the whole thing. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, I, I clipped just the Fauci part. Oh, you just have the Fauci? Oh, yeah, 214. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. You want to play it. I'm, I love handing the reins over, no doubt. So they're talking about bringing back the mask mandates. Of course. And uh, Fauci's worried that you guys just aren't going to listen. I am concerned that people will not abide by recommendations and and we're not talking about mandates or forcing anybody but when you have a situation where the volume of cases in society gets to a reasonably high level particularly the vulnerable those who are elderly and those with underlying conditions are going to be more susceptible and vulnerable if they do get infected, to get severe disease leading to hospitalization. We know that. That's a fact. We've seen that. So I would hope that if, in fact, we get to the point where the volume of cases is such and 
organizations like the CDC recommend, CDC doesn't mandate anything, I mean, recommends that people wear masks, I would hope that they abide by the recommendation and take into account the risk to themselves and to their families. Uh, Brett Stevens in The Times talked about Cochrane. Put that on the screen. The most rigorous and comprehensive analysis of scientific studies conducted on the efficacy of masks for reducing the spread of respiratory illness, including COVID-19, was published last month. Its conclusions, said Tom Jefferson, the Oxford epidemiologist who is the lead author, were unambiguous. There is just no evidence that they, masks, make any difference, he told the journalist Mayan Damasi, full stop. But wait, hold on. What about the N95 masks as opposed to the lower quality surgical or cloth masks? Makes no difference. None of it, he said. Well, what about the studies that initially persuaded policymakers to impose mask mandates? They were convinced by non-randomized studies, flawed observational studies. How do we get beyond that finding of that particular review? Yeah, but there are other studies, Michael, <laughs> that show at an individual level. For dude, individual, dude, he motherfucker, he cannot concede. No. He just cannot no, concede. No, dude, he will never give it up. He will never there, give it up, man. There are other studies, yeah, the, but he just said he had the most conclusive study has Sorry. said that it doesn't work. I gotta, you gotta listen to that. Yeah, I was gonna say, you got more, right? I love his oh, explanation. I love that, his ramble. On the epidemic or the pandemic as a whole, the data are less strong. But when you talk about as an individual basis of someone protecting themselves or protecting themselves from spreading it to others, there's no doubt that there are many studies that show that there is an advantage. That's all I have. <clears throat> but what advantage? He doesn't give you any number, any percentage, any, like, any data. You know what I mean? He just says, no, no, it is good on an individual level. And did you notice... How mild the accent was. Mike, where was the Brooklyn accent, man? Oh, Brooklyn. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm from the Midwest now. <laughs> Didn't you see his buddy the other day? We covered him. No, that's what made me think of That's why I had to clip this, dude. Because we dude, that other guy, I think, I think Fauci's learning from him. No, I, I think uh, the allure of Fauci is over. I, I'm going to uh, declare this now. No more Brad Pitt playing Fauci in the future on SNL. Uh, I just I'm, don't see it happening. We're about two weeks from him being Anthony. That's right. <laughs> and uh, we're about six months from him being, uh, you know, tarred and feathered and marched down the streets of New York while people uh, <laughs> boo at him. No, no, I go by Anthony. No. Brooklyn, never heard of. I mean, I never heard of it. What's his middle name? <laughs> I, I would love to know his middle name. He's gonna go by his middle name in the future. I swear. <laughs> it's gotta be Steven. It's got, he's gonna be so embarrassed about the Tony Fauci, the Anthony Fauci. Oh man, he hammed it up. He wasn't hamming it up there. He. It's interesting to see CNN finally kind of going after Fauci. Why are they doing it? Weird timing, in my opinion, considering that they were really going for the whole COVID's back. And we got to mask up again. So why? Really, we got to think about this. Like, why would CNN? Oh, my God, dude, it really is Steven. Well, you just blew my mind. Except, guess, dude, you know Steven he spells it with a P-H. P-H. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
course he's a PH. <laughs> what do I look like, a PM? Come on, I make 465 a year. Plus bonus. You know I smell that shit with the PH. Highest paid bureaucrat in DC. <laughs> look it up, people. He's the richest man alive. <laughs> You made a fortune off those vaccines. There's no Tony doubt. Fauci. Never heard of him. I'm Steven. Steven. Steve. Steven Fauci. He goes by Steve Fauci down uh, south. You know, he's hanging out <laughs> in the Caribbean. You can't even go by Steve, right? If you're a Stefan, you got to go by Step. Yeah, like Steph Curry. You go by Steph. He's a uh, Steph Fauci. Is he a <laughs> Stefan Curry? <laughs> I don't know. Uh... I don't know when it comes with uh-huh. names with these uh, athletes anymore, so I, uh, I, I just try to... Black people could do whatever they want with the I, name. The, what, however Charles Barkley pronounces it, I go with it. That's kind of my rule. <laughs> <laughs> I figure if that's how Charles Barkley thinks it sounds, I'm in the clear. I'm going to go... I can't go wrong with it. <laughs> can't go wrong with Charles. Yeah, Anthony <laughs> Stefan. That's so funny. Oh, man. Yeah, so he's defending the masks, which uh, we all knew would happen. What I've been really hung up on, and I brought it up several times here on the show, that, you know, I think there's a gigantic fool me once crowd. You fooled them once. You're not going to get them the second time. I just know it. I know it, man. Especially with the masks and especially with the six feet. Those two things specifically. I'm not talking vaccines, all right? Vaccines is a whole nother situation here because people have always been cuckoo on the vaccines, one side or the other. You know what I'm saying? You got the Jim Carries and then you got the lovers, uh, you know? And so I, I just think everybody's got a side with vaccines. When it, comes, when it comes to the masks and when it comes to the six feet distance, it has been already absolutely clarified that those were based on completely bogus data and no information whatsoever supports the validity of those experiments that we uh, endured during 2020. The six feet experiment was a hoax and we got fooled. Fool me once. And the masks, they don't stop anything. Fool me once. All right. And we have the studies now. They all fall right into the whole democratic mantra of, it's just like with climate change. Well, we gotta do something. We gotta do something. Even if the mask don't work, we gotta do something. I don't even know, if man. The, even if the six feet distance doesn't work, well, we gotta do something. Actually, you could maybe see it on CNN still. On CNN.com today, I was uh, cruising through it when I had a little bit of downtime, and I was a bit bummed by their lack of obsession with a... Uh, some certain news articles that were going on. And then I cruised down and I saw something about how it was, a, the article was titled and I had seen it days before. It was about how everybody's talking about COVID and here's what you can do to like <laughs> help yourself. <laughs> and I laughed so hard when I first saw it. And then I saw it today and I laughed even harder. And I thought, nobody's talking about COVID. Literally, no, there's so much shit going on in the world, and everybody is so broke, and everything is so inflated. Nobody's even talking about the fucking former president that you indicted four times. No. No. So nobody's talking about COVID. Nobody's, nobody. You can, I I can genuinely say nobody is talking about COVID. No, credit debt's going up. Nobody can afford a house. 
that's what people gas is up through the dude i don't mean to change the subject man but i finally looked up dr fauci's wife because we've been calling her martha for three years i hope it's close to martha it's christine but i gotta tell you man she might be a lady fella i gotta tell you her and anthony fauci have the same hair yeah, no, this always happens. Uh, there's a lot of... I told you, you my... Guys, of, of the entire Fauci family, he has a wife and three daughters. Anthony Fauci is the prettiest one in the family. Oh, God. Like, he's clean-shaven. Like, if I had to fuck a Fauci, I'm picking Tony. Well, he, Jesus Christ. He did frequent many bathhouses in the 80s, so he knows how to please uh, the, the gentleman. There's no doubt about it. I don't it. blame him, dude. If you saw the fucking monster he's got at home, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Well, have you seen Melinda Gates? I mean, I think it's Kevin Klein. She the wasn't actor. bad. No, look she up. She wasn't bad. You need to look up the Melinda photo. Melinda Gates? You got to look up the pictures of Melinda Gates and Kevin Klein, the actor. They're the same person. I swear to God, there's like a lot of, there's a lot, Kevin Klein, the actor. No, no, okay, 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 but Melinda Gates, for a fucking nerd who was not rich, like, dude, that's a chad. I'm just saying, Melinda Gates, Kevin Klein, and Kevin Klein, Klein. K-L-I-N-E, the dude hasn't been in any movie since The Wild Wild West with Will Smith, which, uh, no, they don't look anything alike, get out of (laughs) here. Get oh maybe when they were younger. I'm seeing. Oh, I'm, he was in Wild Wild West. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. I know I what you're talking you. about. I'm yeah. sensing a bit of like a uh, Mrs. Doubtfire thing going on with Melinda Gates. <laughs> but, she looks rough in some of the images. A little rough. I'm like. not gonna. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's so. Just build a Bill, Bill. He's on course to be a lizard. I know it for a fact. This dude, man's if, a reptilian. Okay, hold on, dude. I'm looking at the pictures of them together. If anything, she looks like Bill. What the fuck? I didn't even realize it. I think she might be Bill's clone. <laughs> Have you seen the pictures? Like the nose and everything? Yeah, I think that's what's going on. No, I. One of my favorite uh, conspiracy theories from 2016 was about Mike Pence and his wife. How they both look like they're the same, like cloned from the same being and from the future. Dude, maybe that's what they all started doing in the 80s and 90s. These guys just started cloning themselves as a female and marrying that female. And then they can just go, you know, bang whoever they want and themselves, who are female, don't care. Because they're clones and they're slaves. I guess if you you banged your clone, would that be like instance or no? Well, I'm not even thinking about banging. I'm mostly kind of uh, seeing it as like you're the stand-in. You're gonna be the wife. Like, think of Barry. Yo, if I get a female mic, I'm banging her. Oh, you know what I mean? Think of Barry like Sotero and his uh, man fella there, Big Mike Obama. Big Mike. Oh, maybe Big Mike is a clone of Barry. Yeah, maybe we got a Big uh, Mike clone, man. That's right. Well, you know, I don't uh, know. What's going on Melinda, Melinda Gates. I'm kind of torn on this one. I don't know. Well, I just find Melinda Gates to be uh, hilariously a bit rough, and I like to rip on Bill Gates because the guy is the richest man, or if not, what, top three richest people in the world, and he's so hell-bent on, like, destroying people's lives and, you know, just, you know, depopulating the earth. I don't like the guy. I don't like anyone who's about all that, and everything he does has a virus. His computers, his vaccines... (laughs) His it's malaria mosquitoes. mosquitoes. Yeah, it's all viruses with this guy. This guy is a virus. Bill Gates is a virus. Can we all agree? 
He's a virus on humanity, man. <laughs> he really is. He's a terrible person. Everybody who <laughs> thinks they're going to save the world are the, just the worst people in the world. That's why I don't like David Hogg. I, I don't like anybody. <laughs> if you're dreaming big, get out of the way. Get out of America. <laughs> get out of this country, man. Especially like, like I can, I can listen, I, I give Greta Thunberg a pass. Thunberg. How dare she's, you? Because uh, she's so young. You know, but if you're like 30 and you're still dreaming big about saving the planet, grow up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Greta Thunberg. Even if you want to just change things locally, even if you want to have a voice, you know, in the void even of our American political system, knowing that it's corrupt, knowing that it's controlled by these elites, knowing that you are uh, of the minority, right, but you are speaking out within the masses to the machine, man. And, and, you know, we used to be this constitution, this country used to be kind of built and predicated on the idea that we were, you know, supported by militias and the local focal coming together and, and, and you know, defending oh. the rights of this nation, right? Isn't that what it's all about? Are, well, are, you, are you going to a clip? Oh, no? Yes? Oh, oh okay. It's a quickie. <sighs> I got a good one, too, that's right on this. What do you got? Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I want to hear yours. We are following breaking news right now. A former Proud Boys leader sentenced for his role in the Capitol riot. And Nicole is in our newsroom with the very latest on this developing story. Janice and Christie, a federal judge handing down the sentence to Enrique Tarrio, 22 years in prison for seditious conspiracy oh in God. connection to the January 6th Capitol attack. As you mentioned, he's the former Proud Boys leader from right here in South Florida. He was found guilty of orchestrating <laughs> who, the riot. Who, who, believe me, I don't, uh, he is not white. <laughs> this guy is en not white. Enrique Torrio? Are you? They keep calling him like this white supremacist. It's a white supremacist, man. He's KKK. The... <laughs> Mega. Mega supremacist. The, the KKK is not letting any Enrique in their group. Everybody you know? everybody should be extremely concerned uh, for you know the government knowing who you voted for or where you were even on January 6th because... It doesn't even yeah. matter if you weren't even there anymore. Wasn't even there. Members at the far right extreme of the far right extremist group. He was not actually in Washington the day of the attack, but prosecutors say he was the ringleader. Prosecutors mm. were initially seeking 33 years, which is the longest sentence. Instead, that's a Masonic number, by the way. So they're trying to, you know, throw in the symbols. Of course, but he got 22, 22 years, years. He wasn't even in Washington. He wasn't even. There, you know who was oh, there yeah, yeah. and was just a simple farmer trying to tell people to get away. It was Ray Epps, dude. Ray Epps. <laughs> Ray Epps was I on told the him front to go lines. in, and then when they went in, I told him stop going in. I don't know what I was telling him. Ray Epps was physically there, and he's getting interviewed on sixty minutes because he's a victim. No, the more Ray and more that it comes out, it was the fucking intelligence agencies and the government that pushed people to storm the Capitol. I I'm at the point, man. Where I really believe it was sixty forty. It was legit and for uh, alphabet agencies 
pushing down those gates with the morons, with the mouth breathers and the neck beards yeah. who decided this was a good well, idea. I can't believe you're giving it 60-40, dude. I'm giving it fucking... Uh, yeah, no, who's that, I was who's being that kidnapping in Michigan? I'm giving it that. It was probably like three people for every 17 feds. Yes, that's how it always is. It's always more feds. I mean... We're, currently, we're at the point where in, in a court, it was admitted that two of the 15 hijackers on 9-11 <laughs> were CIA assets. We're there now. Think about yeah. 50 years from now, they were all assets. I guarantee it. Why do I say that? Because 50 years later, we're like, yeah, CIA, they killed Kennedy and his brother. Gretchen Whitmer was like 17 people. 15! 15 of them belong to his fucking intelligence agencies. This whole Jan 6 debacle was a mix of alphabet agencies. It was coordinated through the Democratic Committee and, and the group. Nancy Pelosi had her daughter there with a crew filming it for an HBO special. Do you know, uh, did you see that like new report? That, I think it was actually in one of the uh, Tucker Carlson interviewed the uh, head of the Capitol Police. That's right, yeah. And one of the craziest things that come out of that, and like even that guy's like, we have so many questions we need answered. And one of them is, before local police could respond, like National Guard from New Jersey was able to respond. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like they were able to just, like, no, but they were literally just told not to go. Yeah, real patriots showed up to try and save the republic. It, this is a crazy scenario when you consider that. Uh, again, I, I, I predicted this by the way on the last or a few shows ago, where I said they postponed purposefully his to be bigger than the other two guys. For sure, and he wasn't even there. And twenty-two uh, years, we played a clip of some Dingleberry on CNN or MSNBC, disappointed. That the the government didn't get their desired years of imprisonment for these dudes who were suckered into being there. It, it, this is a sad day for America, my man. This is crazy. I can't believe this dude who wasn't even there. I think this should shock people to their core. We got drones. This should scare everybody. We live in we live in a world where you have drone cops flying through the neighborhoods in New York City, and then if you were just somewhere within a twenty mile radius of Jan Sixth on Jan Sixth, well, you're going to prison for twenty two years. To the Capitol attack, he's the last of five Proud Boys defendants to be sentenced. He and three other members were also found guilty of seditious conspiracy. And before the sentencing, he spoke. He apologized for the, quote, pain and suffering that law enforcement, legislators, and others suffered on January 6th and vowed to have nothing to do with politics, groups, activism, or rallies. So again, a federal judge sentencing Enrique Tarrios from right here in South Florida to 22 years in prison for seditious conspiracy. We'll have much more on this. All right. Fantastic. Congratulations, America. We're going to imprison a, a president. You know, they're sent you know this what guy the, to prison for no reason. 22 years. One of, the, one of the greatest legal defenses Trump has is even this guy. This is the longest sentence now for January 6th, right? Yeah. Nobody's been charged with insurrection. So Donald Trump is being charged with like this RICO case where this, this organized crime ring had this insurrection against the United States, but nobody's ever been charged with insurrection. This dude was charged as a terrorist. Wow. Yes, wow. Charged as a <sighs> terrorist. Everybody, everybody should look into it. I read about it uh, today on AP, maybe NPR. I can't remember the exact mm -hmm. spot. 
they're both the same, but either way, uh, they did a bit of a deep dive on, essentially, uh, they were trying to plead during the process to get out of the phrasing where the terrorist word was used, and the judge was adamant that terrorist was included. God, that's terrible. So if you vote Republican, you're a terrorist. Yeah, don't step out of line. And what kills me about this is it doesn't even matter that he was he wasn't even, wasn't even there. there. Like we have so much footage and have talked so much about Ray Epps. Ray Epps was so there. Ray Epps was more there than anybody else they've sent to prison at this point. Like he was there the night before, riling I, people I, up. I mean, at the very least, Ray Epps should get twenty two years if this guy gets twenty two years. Yes. Right? Well, he, he was, wasn't even there. Wasn't even there. Ray Epps was there for two days. He should get 66 years. <laughs> By that math. And I'm really dumb with math. But I think that makes sense. <laughs> not there? 22 years? You were not there. Oh, we busted, <laughs> we busted these robbers robbing this bank. But you weren't there. But you're the criminal mastermind, we think. I heard you're friends with them. No, you made a mean tweet. So we think you're part of the group. So, uh, 22 years. <laughs> You were in a march with some, you know, some flags and some body armor because I, I'm just so floored. No, by this. he wasn't even there. He wasn't even at the march. What's your go- friends were in a march. See what they just did to this Proud Boys movement. They the, the government just said essentially in us in one year's time, they said, um, you know, if you're a guy who wants to run as president, we're going to destroy you. And then if you're a group of. Uh- people who could potentially be a militia, we're going to destroy you. We're going to destroy all of you and incarcerate you. No, it's even worse. Our government just backed an extremist group against all other extremist groups because now it is 100% true. If you're, if you're wearing all black and beating the shit out of people and protesting and you call yourself Antifa, you're fine. That's a summer as of a love, matter, man. Summer as of a, love. As a, as a matter of fact, our vice president will raise money to bail you out of jail. <laughs> That's right, dude. Right? Yeah. But if you voted Republican, and you you know what I mean? Those guys, you're getting locked up for 22 years. Oh, Kyle Rittenhouse is getting sued again, man. You guys did not vote for the right people. You guys are not following the right narrative. You know what I mean? You're not following. It's, it's, it's really disgusting. And well, anybody who doesn't see it, you're just... You're pushing for your own demise, you know? Not a good day where dudes like Tario and the other fellas that went away this year or this week for 17 and 15 years, uh, you bring it up all the time. I'm a big supporter of this question I pose to everybody. Who do you want as your neighbor? You want Tario as a guy on your block? Proud Boys or Antifa? I give you the choice. Yeah, who, who do, do you, you want, want? Who do you want to live on the block who with? Who do you want on your block? When I'll tell you what, the reason they could lock these guys up is because these guys were showing their faces. There you these go. These guys believe in what they're saying enough to show their faces. Antifa is coming in with black masks, you know, hiding their identity, covering up their license plates. What happened to our U-Haul fellows with the white face masks, man? We don't see those guys anymore. The khakis? Come on, dude. Bring them back. And you know what gives me, man? I've been dying to play this clip. Yeah, so I just heard, we got it. Let's we squeeze just, we it did, in. We, we just heard time. what happens when the government's after you. I love you it. And against you. Yeah, this man. Is, that's government and it's worse. Let's hear, okay. 
Let's say I'm on the other side. Let's hear government at its best. Yeah. I want to hear. I want to hear how government can help me. And right now, our government, dude, Frank. Last week, they just announced a major win for the people of Illinois. Are you Hey-o. ready for this? I'm all in, baby. For the first time, residents with flood damage can go to get help in person directly from a FEMA representative at four centers that open today. Two are in the Austin community, one is in Berwyn, and one is here in Cicero at Morton College. Before noon, there had already been 40 people who came to register for flood disaster assistance in Cicero. Ankar Singh says a FEMA inspector was at his Cicero home this morning where he had over four feet of water destroying his appliances. Nah, I know you heard me say Chicago. That's right. And I know you're wondering, you're asking yourself, setting up FEMA camps for a flood? That's a when little strange, it, man. When, yeah. did it, when did it flood in Chicago? Last week? Well, last week is when they fought. Okay, they're getting to that, right? <laughs> All right. Yeah. And more. The FEMA system's absolutely welcome, but um, I don't think it's going to be enough. Um, and it has been slow moving. Um, and so I think we do definitely still need more aid, especially for undocumented people in Cicero. Elena Rodriguez says she still has damage to her floor in the basement. Today, she says it took about a half hour to register at the Cicero Center, and she hopes it helps because she can't afford all the repairs. These resources are in place to ensure that our residents and our communities can overcome damage suffered during storms and flooding between June 29th and July 2nd. June 29th and July 2nd. Was that uh, a month ago or <laughs> tomorrow? June 29th to July 2nd. What's this was the storms from two months ago that flooded out these areas. And these people have been sitting waiting for two months for help. And finally, last week, the government announced, hey, everybody, we're setting up these FEMA camps. Wow. <laughs> So, so now, now you've been sitting there. Hopefully, you didn't touch your your house that was flooded two months ago because we still need to go and take pictures and assess the damage. (laughs) So, all you people out there relying on government, this is the government at its best. This is this is the government at its best. Two months too fucking late, right? Yes, what did Ronald Reagan say? What's the worst thing you could possibly ever hear in your life, man? We're I'm the from go- the government, and I'm here to help. Exactly. That is the worst thing you can hear, dude. You do not want the government. It's too little, way too late. These people, you for all you people that sat there waiting for the government to help, you just sat there in feces-infested walls and shit for nothing. Yeah. What are you going to get? Enjoy your handouts. It's always a dollar short and a day late. There's no doubt about uh, it. And like, this, and this is what killed. So all you fucking, all you Democrats who are voting for Democrats. No, we're going to help the poor. We're going to help the thing. We just got to give them more money. Tax the rich. You could give these people all the fucking money in the world. And they're just going to find a way to put it in their pockets. And they're never going to help you and me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? Oh, absolutely. That's why you might as well vote for the Republican. That's going to lessen the regulation, so at least that corporation hires you. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Keep waiting for your handouts. I couldn't believe it when I heard this story. It was on ABC Beautiful. News. Beautiful. I was like, what the? I was like, FEMA flooding in Chicago? 
It hasn't ra- it, flooding in Chicago. This is from two months ago. <laughs> it's been it's been hot. It's been dry. <laughs> Keep waiting for your handouts. That is should is the that's the thing. That should be what Joe Biden runs on. Hey, I promised you pizza every day. Keep waiting. Sucker. Keep waiting. It's coming. Keep waiting. I'm gonna promise it, but keep waiting, and it's never coming. Keep and it's waiting. not like we're on some middle, we're some island in the middle of the Pacific. We're Chicago, Illinois, and it took them two months to get FEMA camps. Yeah, but <laughs> FEMA camps, man, you don't want to go to a FEMA camp. That's like um, I'm entering a prison. I know, but they put it on the news, like, oh, we're here, we're the. Savior. <laughs> yeah, it flooded two months ago. What do you mean? What I mean? Who are you saving, dude? See, what's gonna be the real deal is they're gonna have all these simultaneous disasters and they're gonna funnel people into these female FEMA camps. They're gonna say, Come on in, folks, right this way, line up. Just make sure right before you enter the camp, you get your booster. <laughs> you gotta get the booze. You gotta get you your get, booster. You gotta get the booze. You don't wanna kill grandma. Come on. We're all going to have the disaster. We come into the camps together, but you can only come into the safety camp, the safety space, if you get your booster. That's crazy. I love it. I love everybody waiting for the government to help them. Yeah. Keep waiting. keep, Keep waiting. Or you could do yourself a favor and just start doing. Start... You know, but make things happen on your own. Best case scenario, they'll keep you alive. The government will never help you get ahead. That's on you. Yeah, when it comes to the government, you're basically going to the uh, fire festival that Ja Rule hosted. <laughs> you got the white tents with the bread. <laughs> you got the slice of bread with the weird slop and the, you know, that's it? This is all I mean? <laughs> Oh, they'll keep you at base level. You know what I mean? Bare minimum. I'll be honest. Right now, Fire Festival sounds a little better than Burning Man, dude. Burning Man, <laughs> what a shit show that was, man. I I never had any desire to go to that, but wow, you sold me at this point. Thank you. I never want to do ayahuasca. Uh, I'd rather go on a submarine to the Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be less disastrous than your Fire Festival. <laughs>